gitu. I look, I feel like I'm just wearing, can you hear me? I can, I can. I feel like I'm just honestly wearing a wig all the time. Wig? My dad laughs at me every day. No, no, I'm not actually wearing a wig. It's just, I know, I know. It, don't, it doesn't look really real. Wait, did you cut it yourself? No, I went to a chamunga. If I cut it myself, honey, it would not, it would <laughs> not be straight. It would be like. Wait, but it's not really straight though. <laughs> I asked her for like chocolate. Dude, I always thought you looked good in bangs. Honey, you're the only one. I think during Parsons, I think during school, <laughs> during school, I told myself I would never do bangs again because. Well, I because, love your bangs. No, no, no. school, like with long hair, I, brown long hair. All the side, the side bangs. No, no, no. It was when oh. you had the Iori vibes almost, but like a cute Iori. <laughs> I mean, that's like a huge yeah. compliment. I'm just like, I'll take that. <laughs> but, well, your um, house looks amazing. Is that your house? Yeah, I mean, right now, actually, the weather is gloomier, so I think you can see through the camera better. Oh my gosh! I know, it's so moody, huh? It's all windows. We don't have curtains here. I, I'm pretty sure I flashed so many of my neighbors, but we all live in, like, <laughs> the the neighborhoods, like, all, like, houses are in different angles. Oh my god, kinda like, it's kind of like Itaewon. Because we live on a hill like this. Oh, yeah. And I'm the like, second house on the top. You're on the mountains or something. Definitely in the mountains. Girl, that's like a dream house for me. It's so suitable for you, except for there's no um, insulation, so you're just cold all the time. <laughs> Stop <Yeah>. laughing. <laughs> Actually, everyone that I met up with don't react to it in the beginning, but like people get so used to it. So hopefully you get used to it because my dad still looks at me and laughs. Like he'll just be talking to me. He'll, he'll be like, yeah, so like I was thinking, uh, looking <laughs> I was like, I kind of like that he can't stop laughing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something really good about it. Mm-hmm. Well, let so, me see your noodles. Did you make pasta? Oh, uh, I didn't make pasta because I didn't have enough to make pa- pesto sauce because I'm on the low FODMAP diet and they have like a specific recipe. But mm-hmm. my mom made kimchi jjigae. And actually kimchi is not a part of the low FODMAP diet, but I've just kind of been like testing out bringing foods back in, in my diet. That's like the whole point of the diet is like trying to see what intolerances you have by taking it out and then putting it back in. Wait, so you're so, like trying this FODMAP thing recently or like you've always had it? Yeah, I see. Oh no. You know me. I was like so confused about my digestion. You're like, oh, like I'm sensitive too. My doctor just like told me to be careful. And then I like, I never went to the doctor. And then here I finally got insurance through my work. So I got insurance now and I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're probably not going to want to keep this in the video, but then I basically feeling so bad. Yeah, I had like a really bad reaction, I think, to just like basically a compilation of eating bad with no like nutrients in it. Like everything was just bad food. I don't really know what I was eating up until that point. I don't know what the night before I ate a, a cyborg and every like Irene ate it with me and she was fine. And so I was like, I don't think I got food poisoning. It's literally fruits. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know what it could be, but it might have been the kopchang the night before. So I was like, Oh, okay. definitely. <laughs> Are you kidding? But I, I ate kopchang yagi all the time in New York. And okay, but kopchang have, is like, like so greasy and like my parents were just like, I think you're like, I think you're just really weak Alice like you really need to go to the hospital so I, Wait, like, I feel like oh, I need to try FODMAP low FODMAP is really cool I have to look it up because I don't actually know all the details it's I have the worst you can't have garlic and you can't have um, onions you can't have pa you can't have tepa 
You okay, well, have, that's like um, basically Korean food. Carlin. Exactly. So I, I actually, I was for like a week and a half. I just didn't eat Korean food. I couldn't yeah. find anything in Korean food that was. Um, I think no. I don't. I think they said like no sausage, but you can have other meats. Um, I don't really like sausage. I love sausage. I don't know why. I just love. I because I hate. I don't like steak. I hate. Sausage. Whatever people are having a barbecue, I don't go for this beautiful meat steak. <laughs> I go for the sausage. Sausage is pretty gross to me. I mean, I'm very. Picky. I mean, it is gross. Yeah. Sometimes I really crave sausage, like the Vienna sausage, but. I don't know, it's just like the concept of a sausage is kind of gross to me. <laughs> like, it is, it is gross. Like down. Yeah, I'm surprised that when I lived with when you live with a, a vegan, like <laughs> that they don't that they don't gag when they look at your food. Like if I was on that kind of diet, I would just be so grossed out. Yeah, I mean you kind of got the most by like sunde and sausage. Yeah. Wait, so what did you make? Oh, I made so what I usually eat is bakbu. I love bakbu. Yeah. Like yeah, when I'm alone, I'm Korean home, name of that. Memilgoksu. Memilgoksu. Yeah, but when yeah. I don't know what to eat by myself, I just always make buckwheat noodles, and I don't even need any toppings. I I can just have it with soy sauce and <laughs> a dash of sugar is all you need. Um, really? Yeah, no, it's it's really good with the sugar. It makes it. Then what's the? Hmm? What's the base flavor? Like a like a meat. No, there's no flavor. Like it's literally just. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a flavor from the buckwheat, but there's it doesn't mean mm. anything. You know, like like it's very toasty. The buckwheat, very kuzwe, and then if you just season it with soy sauce, um, sesame oil, that works too. But then I like to add a dash of sugar and or I also I try that. Yeah, or I also use tukikaru, like perilla seed mm. powder, and usually that I didn't know there was powder. Oh, there is to get I didn't know there was a powder version. Oh yeah, they use that a lot in Korean food. No, anyway, yeah, I don't really, I don't really cook. So. <laughs> but I, I um, once I started having to cook, I did realize the power of sesame oil. I knew it wasn't like every Korean food, but I didn't know how much of a difference it made in my kerambap. Like it just it well, like added a kerambap without sesame oil. That's like that's the. I mean, no, 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 yeah. When I didn't have a car, when I couldn't drive, and I was home alone, uh-huh. and again I'm in the mountains. Like there was, this was before Uber. This was before food apps. This was like in my childhood, uh-huh. and I would be so hungry before my parents came home from like I don't yeah. know doing something in the morning. Um, I used to make myself kerambap. Like that was my like that was like my it was yeah. I don't know like your ration it's food I don't know like something yeah, exactly. you would eat in the emergency. <laughs> but I didn't know sesame oil was put into it, so Ooh. I would do one spoon of soy sauce, egg, and rice. Oh wow! <clears throat> you still got that you know lathered enough? It lathered is that the word? Like smooth enough to you know like to mix it? it was yeah. I don't even know how I taste it. I'm pretty sure like, because <laughs> when my mom would make it, it tasted so different. So it must've been the sesame oil. I think so. But yeah. basically, I mean, these are just store-bought buckwheat noodles, but my yeah. preference is 100% buckwheat noodles. And those are kind of hard to find. Um, there was a buckwheat noodle place near my house that I, it was my favorite place to go to. And they had 100% and they make it in the house. And they usually season it with the tukekaru, the perilla. Mm. so that's kind of where I it's kind of like a spin-off of that restaurant but that restaurant disappeared on me I even went on tv for them and they disappeared on me <laughs> oh my gosh I remember you showed me the photo yeah yeah it's that one. <laughs> oh no they they closed down yeah they disappeared like two years ago or when I when I came back oh. from New York 
they were gone. Oh, so it wasn't so it wasn't because of COVID. It wasn't because I of think COVID? it was right around COVID actually, or like a, mm. just a little bit before that maybe. But mm. yeah, I mean, for me, I know I should not. I don't digest flour well, so I know I shouldn't like have it and. Also, I have a really bad acidic stomach. It goes hand in hand, like the indigestion and the acidic stomach. So like, I don't know if it, it's probably a Korean thing to say this mm. more commonly, but when you have an acidic stomach, the doctors tell you not to eat flour. I mean, I feel like that's because Koreans are more accustomed to eating rice. And I don't know, I feel like oh. in America, we don't really say it like don't eat flour because your stomach is acidic. Mm. I don't know. So in Korea, they were like, okay. don't eat flour. Yeah, I mean... In Korea, it's pretty common, or I guess common sense from doctors, if you have an acidic stomach, don't eat flour. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess in America, it's more about gluten conversations with flour. Same thing, I guess, but a little bit different, but I... So you started doing these noodles? A noodle talks, yes, yes. (laughs) Where the noodle talks come from? It's more of a political thing Mm. it started with. So my thesis, I'm building like a lab school kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. this... Noodle talks is like a wing to the lab where I can just, you know, talk about different issues. And and it was originally inspired by Burmese noodles because I was thinking a lot about the Burmese coup that's going on and iconic noodle dishes there and it representing a lot of things for me. And I think I feel like one of the the big themes for this is like identity because you were talking about like how it stems with I mean you're not the noodles for you like you're not directly of that culture but it means a lot to you in some formal way mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna also yeah. add and at your home what kind of noodles do you tend to eat like because when you first said pasta I'm like huh interesting her first go-to noodle is pasta well actually I would like yeah I mean I love noodles. I freaking love noodles. And I think every different culture's version of how they do noodles. I think I would love it regardless because I love noodles. So like cooking wise though, pasta is really one of the easiest things. Um, not the good kind, just the <laughs> <Not easy. laughs> Korean Korean noodles is hard because I mean, it's not hard. I think the last time I made a Korean dish with noodles, um, I asked my like someone who raised me how she used like the simplest korean recipes when i go to college and she gave uh, me um chan as mm-hmm. the recipe i love those noodles um the really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when i think of korean noodles i think of that and when i think of pasta i mean i put like non-korean i don't know if this is the thing i put non-korean noodles into this kimchi jjigae it's like the worst oh. combination you can do i used to eat kimchi jjigae like, like instead of oh, right really? Like somyeon nozo. It makes sense to me. Yeah, me too. I mean, you can literally put somyon in anything and it tastes good. And like the chapcha, yeah, the glass, the glass noodles would go well in this. But my mom didn't have glass noodles. So. Glass noodles is so hard to like digest though for me, for mm-hmm, me, yeah. mm-hmm. chew and digest. But you know, actually, noodles in general, other than the flour thing, it's so hard for me to chew. So that's also part of the reason I get indigestion from eating noodle especially like mediocre pasta that you're talking about mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's probably like i think it's gonna be the best and it's actually worse than me buying something what do you mean but i like i think that i'm like oh this is gonna be really easy to make pasta uh, and it's such mediocre pasta it might have <laughs> been better to just buy food <laughs> 
like I'm like oh it's just it's such like a success tonight like I cooked I made my own pesto sauce that stuff was disgusting like I was like I'm not making this again <laughs> or I have to kind of spice up the recipe somehow I mean mm-hmm. I couldn't put some key ingredients because of the low FODMAP diet but they put substitutions mm-hmm. in the recipe mm-hmm. it just tasted so oily and um, nutty yeah. and I don't know if I love that mm-hmm. in pesto I mean pesto is supposed um, to be nutty though usually the pine it milk? is but i don't uh, <laughs> but i couldn't i couldn't grind it enough like i had oh. to grind it by hand so oh, the, the like, nuts were like a little too big yeah, yeah it was yeah. like rocky yeah. i felt like i was just like climbing a mountain when i was eating <laughs> <laughs> but um so glue- i noticed gluten-free pasta is actually more no matter how it's much you could it. i'm right. not a fan of that i'm not a fan of it. I, like, I love it really soft yeah i mean for me like my dislocated jaw it's hard for me to chew any noodles oh yeah yeah, I can even tell with like through the video that it's not the noodles are kind of stiff. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't bend around your chopsticks. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah I can know. I can see it. Tomian is the easiest for me to chew and digest. But yeah, anything else is like it's just like too many too many noodles to chew. Like if I have to concentrate on chewing it, that means the noodles are not. They I should just be like, going in. Yeah. You know, people hate soggy noodles. I actually prefer mm-hmm. soggy noodles sometimes because it's easier for me to chew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think we're the same. I don't know. Like, I feel like your reasons for dislocated jaw, mine's for weak teeth, but that's besides the point. I know, I, right? There's nothing to grab. My It'll slip out of my mouth because I think maybe my um, oh, girl? alignment is also off. Yeah, you have the same problem with me because I can't bite with my front teeth. Like, it doesn't close. You know, like, with pasta, mediocre pasta, when I try to bite it with my front teeth, I pull the pasta, it just slips out. Like, like only one pair of teeth touch on both sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, pasta, pasta's pretty thick. Um, you and it's just really freakishly crazy how these issues are aligning the digestion the noodles what's wrong you've always kind of had that weird connection Um, it's a weird connection because you actually cook and love food whereas I love food but I don't cook and I don't (laughs) like I don't really find it just doesn't come easy to me with the ingredients and mixing that and making a recipe like I need to follow one uh but in that way it's so funny that I we have this similar like digestion issues because we're coming from very different places we're eating very different foods I would say your diet is a lot more balanced than mine Um, yet we're having very sensitive stomachs (laughs) it's like a Korean thing because well no what do you mean I don't think all Koreans have bad digestion my mom is I I think it's just a 21st century thing too big thing is like sitting after you eat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hate it I hate it. You know what I also kind of didn't like about eating noodles, even though I love noodles? I feel like it kind of adds on to the indigestion for me is, you know, when you slurp or eat noodles, I kind of hate drinking the air. I feel like my sister would kind of really exaggerate this. I mean, that's how she eats noodles, but especially ramen, she would just drink so much air, like, which is like common. Mm. And like, I don't know, it's such a, like slurping is pretty common in Asian cultures, right? But then it's totally not acceptable in like other cultures, like France, especially like when we used to live in France, they made it kind of slurping, like any kind of like noise. But for me, like, I also kind of don't like the slurping. I mean... I slurp, obviously, but then, like, I kind of eat the noodles, like, I fold it into my mouth, because I I just hate the air bubble being trapped inside, and I feel like it's, like, I'm going to get chased. (laughs) Is that just me? (laughs) No, I, I mean, you know, I think that makes sense, because 
whenever I think about my chest, so I have, well, first I have to eat slowly and slurping will make you like, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I um, don't like. eating. I never thought about the air bubbles, but <laughs> that is really interesting. That's really interesting because, um, yes, slurping, um, first of all, slurping makes things really messy. Like I hate, <laughs> yeah, it goes everywhere. You, girl, you know, I wear white all the time. <laughs> all my, all my white clothes are not white anymore because mm-hmm. I'm not that clean of a person anyway so it's gonna get over all my clothes no matter how nice the clothes are so I like literally like if I yeah if the noodles are really like gugawa or <laughs> if they're um if there's a lot and I'm like trying to balimogo that's like kind of stressful balimogo hot noodles mm-hmm. that's like everything I hate eating mm-hmm, fast mm-hmm. hot food <laughs> but it's like so delicious and like you want to get it like I think, yeah, like you said, in China, in anything in Chinese culture, um, slurping is actually a sign of, like, you're saying that it's really delicious. Yeah. Or that you're enjoying the experience. Whereas I think in Japan. Japan, too. Oh, yeah. Japan, yeah. Japan is normally quiet, but I think when it comes to slurping, too, they don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's interesting that you said in France, they don't like that. Oh, they hate that. (laughs) My Western friends hate that, too, and... Mm. And Fran- France is pretty particular about um, dinner table etiquette. Too. Etiquette, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, Ian's going to Paris for grad school. Oh, what? Yeah. Wait, did he study again? Um, he's. I think he's going <laughs> for data. I think he's going for like data science or something like that. But um, mm-hmm. he did e- economics in undergrad. Economics. Is he going to Sciences Po? You know the name? Probably don't know. <laughs> I don't know the name, but he's so excited. He has a French tutor. Oh wow! Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I just so, so many overlaps. So many overlaps. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's so really excited. Though. If he needs any like help getting around town, or you know, I've been oh, here yeah. two years, so you can always ask me about things. You know what, Yuan? Though he'll love um, food recommendations. Mm, okay. Okay. So you should definitely, yeah. Just think of your favorites. Okay. But generally, rule of thumb, most restaurants are pretty good. <laughs> like anywhere you go in, it's like pretty good. Um, oh, really? Depends on, I guess I'll... Well, when I was in Paris, there was actually a really delicious Korean restaurant. Um, I don't, okay, I don't know about Korean restaurants. I don't think he cares about that much. I actually really like kimchi jjigae. Like it's a solid, like any, no matter how crappy the restaurant is, <laughs> they'll always serve kimchi jjigae. <laughs> So when I'm like, when, you know, when there's no hope and all you want is Korean food, at least they'll have on the menu kimchi jjigae. <laughs> kimchi jjigae is like, I swear during my gap year, that's all we had. Because my dad would go on um, business trips all the time, like every week. And every time he came back, he had to have kimchi <laughs> Oh yeah, he must have really missed Korean food when he was like, yeah and it's just like when you have like when you feel kind of sick from the plane you need something spicy so is did your family have kimchi too and you're just up up in your roof <laughs> this is the living room <laughs> this is the living room um it looks like they oh i wish that'd be so freaking cool if we had like a second floor this house is just one long oh no, that makes sense though because outside we have a sun deck, like a where mm. people can like 
you know, where you can like maybe have like a barbecue or something. But mm -hmm. after that, it's just the hill <laughs> with like chandi <laughs> and just deer is like eating the plants. Oh, um, it's a nice yeah, place really, to live. Oh my gosh, you definitely have to come to LA when I'm. So I've never here. been to LA. I know. I think. I think like a solid, simple trip with someone who lives here is definitely the best experience of LA you can get. You can never come without knowing people and like hope for the best because <laughs> that's the case for any place. I usually like to go when I know the local because otherwise you're just a tourist. Now I was gonna say like Paris and stuff, it's just so naturally beautiful. Oh, like you can be like I lost and by yourself and you would still have a good time. But here it's like kind of toneness. So it's like, yeah. if you get lost, you might be like, okay, yeah. I'm just in a suburban yeah. neighborhood now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where is your neighborhood? Is it like, is there like a Korean dongne or like how is the community there? <gasps> so like if LA is here, the, the people who live around here are either Korean, white, or Armenian, and then I was one of two Korean girls. Really? So I kind of liked that. LA was such a Korean hub, or like Asian. It is a Korean hub. It's a Korean hub. There's a, you can find Asians all over. Like it's it's such a diverse hot pot, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's just certain neighborhoods will just have more like certain races, you know. Uh -huh. And Pasadena is kind of the Dinas, like Pasadena, Alhambra, that area was hugging, picking. Hangul saram opso. Yeah, I mean, here, I barely even know my neighbors because we're all on mountains, so. True. To walk to their house and knock on their door, you have to, like, walk down the hill, go to the right. <laughs> I don't think I've door. ever knocked on my neighbor's doors when I was in the States. No, like, it's, it should be normal in, if you, like, live in, like, a suburban neighborhood to, like, you know, know your neighbors. Because yeah. I just, I, I don't know any of my Korean friends or family who live in the states or like live in my neighborhood or just in LA growing up that knew, like that were friendly with their neighbors that was like mm -hmm. such a American thing to do immigrants didn't really unless you were in like a very populated area with the same race you didn't mm -hmm. really like get friendly with your neighbor yeah I mean like you just you just didn't want to bother them like uh -huh. that was the only thing you didn't want to do yeah it's almost impossible not to be a part of a Korean community here yeah it was so interesting a lot of Korean Americans at the time were business owners like small business owners and that's how my parents when they immigrated after many different jobs like that's how they found they found their footing mm. and started their business like 15 years ago I mean you come here and you're like damn Koreatown is just its own city like yeah, it's, I, wanted... I freaking love Koreatown here it, I, it yeah. doesn't compare to anywhere else wait is Koreatown in LA like a district or you know how in New York it's like only one street kind of thing Koreatown in LA is like East Village. It's just like that whole area. Oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, it's just size-wise, it's big. And you know, New York is like more condensed and heavily populated, but mm -hmm. there's more space here. But as slightly unsafe as it might have been before, it's becoming a lot more like open to more than just the Korean community. Literally, when I come back, I just see a new apartment building being made. Wait, they have apartments in Koreatown though? That's such a weird concept for me. Oh, no, really I think of just like Korean restaurants or like Korean shops, kind of like New York. That's why I'm saying LA is so special. It's because the Koreatown there is not like a cute little street. It's not 32nd Street. I know, it's like, literally like, it's like 30 streets. <laughs> 30 streets, wow. With some of the most delicious food. I mean, yeah, I know, but you definitely have to come once. You'll be how's that how do you know the situation like how does it feel there like is it because i also don't know the situation in new york because i i've been in korea too 
when I think of like the Asian hate crimes, all I think of is New York. First off, it's like really hard to find news about uh, some sort of crime specifically targeting like some like Asian. I mainly see you through Instagram, like not like news. Yeah, I think exactly. And you know, I've been off of social for like two and a half weeks, three weeks. Uh I haven't seen one article um, on my Apple News app, which is like the only way that I'm like connected to the world about an Asian hate crime since going off of social media. But um, maybe one article from like CNN about like another person being pushed in the subway or something, you know, um, in New York. But some of the crimes would just randomly be like, it was pretty gory like um people take the bus a lot in koreatown so it's Mm -hmm. public transportation is a lot more friendlier there because it's like more in the city you know Mm -hmm. um and i used to go to hagwon misu hagwon on (laughs) paragat and western okay that you'll need to remember those two (laughs) that area Mm -hmm. all of those streets are kind of like literally like bus stop hubs and harmonies and harabajis do like senior living apartments in in Mm -hmm. like in koreatown so that they could walk to each mart and they could, you know. So my harmony lived in one of the senior apartments. Really? And uh, she started living there before, like, this cute little mall form, which was, like, H Mart and the uh, Daiso and the, you know what I mean? Like, something really friendly. They have Daiso there? Damn. Mm-hmm. But this is before she lived there, and then it, it came in, and so her neighborhood kind of became a little bit safer to walk around. But I heard a story about a, a man stabbing a harmony. <gasps> Like they had no correlation to each other. It was just a hangul. Uh, I don't know about. I don't know if it was Korean harmony, but it was just a harmony, mm-hmm. um, Asian harmony, um, like in broad daylight. Yeah. And those stories were like a theme that year. Mm-hmm. Now racism, always prevalent. Like we're, you know, we're a minority. We're not really a minority. There's a lot of us everywhere, but I would say like just in general, like when someone doesn't know your culture, mm-hmm. they can easily, without knowing or with knowing always make fun of you in some way you know yeah and that was so prevalent in school yeah um so I don't know I've seeing it like where people are sharing about it all the time now Mm -hmm. like oh yesterday this happened today this happened and I'm like why isn't it on the news I'm like um I'm so curious what they choose as news coverage like what's worth putting on the news because sometimes I'll see really really random stories too like and I'm just like I, yeah, I don't know what news outlets choose to share or how they get the stories and how they um, fact check them but because of all of those things happening my cousin told me about an app where you can track the crimes um, in your neighborhood or mm-hmm. just wherever you are mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is like an LA only app but the app is called Citizen and I want to download it today because I was so curious my suburban neighborhood which you don't really take you take walks for like Chayun walks but you don't you don't walk around because it's so far to get to your market Mm. for me to get to my market it'll take me walking like an hour (laughs) okay so it's just impossible to walk but um and there's like coyotes and you know different animals but but citizen the app can tell me like sort of the crimes that you know aren't I guess, quote unquote, like it won't go up to like news, like you won't see it on your TV or in an article, or they won't send you a message saying, be careful, but it's giving you lifetime every crime that's happening in your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Also, I moved back, so it's been quiet here, but Mm -hmm. I really don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah, I mean, when I used to live in Paris too, Mm -hmm. you know, racism was pretty bad there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just like kind of normal. Like we were, Asian people were kind of minority, but it wasn't, well, I also don't know the extent of the crimes back then too, but 
I mean, for me, like this year, you know, the Asian crime really became an elevated issue, partly because, you know, those kind of crimes increased with COVID. But like this year, I was mainly in Korea. So like, because I'm, I mean, I'm like surrounded by my people, you know, it's not really a problem here. And I can't, I can only know through what, what I see in the media. And I'm preparing for, I'm preparing to return to New York in April. So I'm like, yeah really yeah yeah for for like for finishing thesis i'm going back because i have to apply for my visa and you have to be in the u.s to do that what (laughs) yes but anyways i'm kind of scared to take the subways and stuff like that in new york yeah okay so i feel like i left right when that was happening but then like the area i lived in was so emehe because you turn the corner and it's like nothing's there but then you turn (laughs) the other corner and it's the main street and so (laughs) 혼자 다닐 때는 늘 불안했어요, New York. 여자로서, as a five feet girl, you know, um, in Asia, though, during COVID, like, mm. everything just changed. The whole yeah, world, I do like, remember when it first happened, it was already kind of bad. bad. The comments so bad. were pretty common. That was really sad. That was really sad that, um, yeah. Because I don't even care if I'm not, you know, I mean, it didn't matter what kind of Asian you were, but yeah, people would just assume you're Chinese, right? Yeah. Um, and that's I mean, with any of the racist that. comments, it was mainly assuming that you're Chinese. Like even in Paris, when I mm-hmm. experienced those kind of things on the streets, it's usually mm-hmm. about China. You're just Chinese. And before I would have gotten, pre-COVID, I would have gotten angry, like, I'm just not Chinese. I don't know why you keep thinking I'm Chinese. I mean, I I guess I look a little less Korean. I don't even know what that means anymore, but I'm not Chinese. So any tourists coming up to me, I used to kind of get offended. I got irked. Yeah. After COVID started, I didn't even get offended about that. I was just more sad that people were so concerned about where it came from that Mm -hmm. they they felt like you were um, basically making them, I don't know, unsafe, like bringing the virus to them, basically. Mm -hmm when I had grown up here and I was just like I don't know why I would ever I mean just as a human like I would never go out of my way to give someone else the virus if for some reason I had you know had been in one of the areas that was hit really hard and I traveled back to New York let's say by accident and didn't know I brought it with me mm-hmm. if I was unsure I would have never left the house mm-hmm. you know and thankfully I have like the privilege to do so but I would have never made someone else vulnerable to that and so I would just think like yeah I don't know why people would just assume mm-hmm. that they like someone would someone else would go out of their way to like hurt you I don't know just to be like I wouldn't do that so I was sad that people would just immediately assume Asian and then also virus and then also you know you're walking on the street and you're giving it to someone else like I hate you why are you on the street you know <laughs> like go back home or whatever then why are you out on the street you know what I mean? <laughs> Why are we both out on the street? I don't know. It was just really sad. It's... But actually, I feel like that kind of prejudice and racism is also existent in Korea, where we kind of look mm. down upon Chinese people. Mm. I don't know what, mm. what it's about. I think I heard that once before. I feel like in Korea, it's less about remarks towards them, but it's more about seeing them like we're better than Chinese people. And I feel like... I feel like there is this hierarchy in Asian countries, actually, where mm-hmm. Japan is above us. So there's a like weird, I don't know if it's, we don't really talk about these things, really, but people kind of know what I'm talking about. 
I mean, there shouldn't be hierarchy. There shouldn't be one, but there is one, you know? No, it's a thing. I think it's a thing. Wow. I learned a lot today. I mean, there is definitely a...